Turn with me to Second Peter. When you find it, please stand out of respect and reverence of God's word. As said beforehand, heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word will never pass away. Second Peter, I mean first Peter, second chapter, first through the tenth verses. Second excuse me, I'm sorry, first Peter, second chapter. First Peter, second chapter. Verses 1 through 10. 1 Peter, 2nd chapter, verses 1 through 10. Don't want you to miss it this morning. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere, somebody says sincere, Milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices accepted to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a stone and of rock, offense and a rock offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him whom have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. May the Lord and a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Let us pray, dear Heavenly Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The church said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Holy Spirit. The subject this morning is, Ain't That Peculiar? 
That's right. I hear you, Mississippi. Ain't that peculiar? A peculiarity. Ain't that peculiar? As peculiar as can be. Me and uh, Minister Knox had a moment there for a second. God to uh, Marvin Gaye's first million dollars hit. Ain't that peculiar? In the world in which we live, it's hard to sometimes get a grip on what is actually going on and how we are to address the goings on. After all is said and done, the first three verses can be summarized. After all is said and done. Here's what after all is said and done. Being done with malice. Are you tired of wickedness? After you're done with that. Being done with all guile, insincerity, and deceit. Are you done with that? After being done with all hypocrisy, you know, pretending, you know, pretenses that pretending to be something that you're not. Are you done with that? Are you done with all envies, you know, wishing you had what your neighbor had, but you don't have because you don't have your neighbor's paycheck? Are you, are you, are you done with all envies and grudges? Are you done with that? After being done with all evil speakings, uh, hate or aid of all kinds and flavors, you know, grape flavor, cherry flavor, you know, tropical fruit punch flavor, all kind of hate or aid types of evil speakings, are you done with that? When you are done with that, the Bible is saying in the second verse, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Like newborn babes desire your mama's milk, not no infamil, not no similac. I want mama's milk. The way God made it and manufactured it and delivered it unto me. I want that milk of the word. I desire, I crave, I thirst for the sincere spiritual work of milk of the word of God. That I might be nurtured. That I might grow thereby. And that I might have complete or completed salvation. Some say perfected salvation. But after you lay aside all of the mess, you then run to something new and improved that was there all the time in the person that message that mission of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and that you're desiring now to be saved, saved, saved. I'm desiring to start my life all over again. I'm desiring to do that Without any type of weight, without any type of... I'm designed to clean up what I messed up. I'm designed to get right with God and to do it right now. Because time is not sure for tomorrow, but it's present today. I'm designed to get right right now. I don't want to wait on tomorrow. Might oversleep tomorrow. Don't know about tomorrow. Might have an earthquake tomorrow. House may fall on me tomorrow. Anything might. But right now, I'm designed the sincere milk, the genuine, real milk of the Word of God that I might get right now. I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait. 
to get right with God and do it right now. I'm not going to delay on it. I, if I got to call somebody, call somebody. If I, I got to get on the phone, get on the phone. If I got to pay the phone bill, pay the phone bill. Borrow the money, whatever I got to do. I got to get right, right now. I desire the sincere milk of the Word of God. I desire, I crave it, I thirst for it, that I might be nurtured and grow up thereby unto complete salvation. Perfection. That, that's what I desire now. I, I, I just can't carry all these sins around no more. Just can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Bible says lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily cling to us as to look to Jesus, the author, and the finish of it. God knew you couldn't do it. Don't know why you're trying to carry him around, but when you said lay him aside, uh, bring him all to the altar, take your burden to the Lord and leave him there. Lay him aside. But we still carry it. Look like Father Time walking with a sickle in our hand, trying to carry all these burdens to the gate of the pearly gates. And, and then you, you wonder why, why everybody else is looking at us crazy that's in heaven because they don't have that burden. And they gave that up a long time ago. But we still carry away our burden. Still carry around trying to make everybody well when you know everybody's sick. Uh, the Bible clearly says that those that are well have no need of a physician. You don't need no doctor if you got 98.6 degrees and your blood pressure is within the limits. You don't need no doctor if you don't have no cancer, you don't have no lumbago, don't have no arthritis or diabetes or you got the sugar. You don't have none of that. You don't need a doctor. What you need to do is to tell somebody how you got so well. Well, I'll tell you how we got well. We got well in Jesus Christ. Those who are well don't need a doctor. But those that are sick, well, I'm here because I'm sick. Why are you here? That, that wasn't a trick question. I'm here because I'm sick. That's the only reason to come here because I'm sick. Why else would I come here if I wasn't sick? Got problems. Up and down. Each problem, ankle problems. Appetite problems. Eat too much of the wrong thing. Problems I have. I'm telling my mind wants to know why don't we have a good, what happened to, the other day I was just thinking my mind went crazy. What happened to Sirhan Sirhan? What happened to John Wilkes Booth? You know, my mind went crazy. I caught myself. I caught myself. Some of y'all going to get that in a minute, but if you don't know your history, you, you, know, <laughs> you don't know your history. What happened? What happened to, to, to Muhammad? <laughs> you know, John Muhammad, Washington, D.C. What happened? Things that are going on now wouldn't go on back during those times. Come on, we'll straighten that out, but that's the military and me talking. And every once in a time, you get flashbacks of that. So then I got to repent. I got to go to God. And God forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you got the whole world in your hands, but it looks like this world's slipping a little bit. It's slipping out of your hand a little bit. Is there somebody here that can bring this back in control? Well, God's peculiar like that. And it's peculiar with so many Christians in the world. We don't know whether we are for life or against life. We don't know whether we are, we are, we are for or uh, Debauchery, or, or are we against debauchery? We don't know whether we're, 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 we're for well. And then you got one of the leading sons of the, one of the greatest evangelists, so-called, in America, said, well, just hold your nose and vote. What, 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 what? Say that again? 
Can he just do our prayer verses for our governor? Well, that's another story. I'm just trying to figure out why that's so peculiar. You need to know and understand for all of those that love the Lord, God is still in control. He's still in control. But every once in a while, my mind, I'm just talking about my mind. My mind slip a little bit with what's going on in the world today. Ain't no global warming and we burning up here in Alaska. There's got to be some global warming. How many whales got to show up on the shore dead before you realize it's a climate change? Something happening a little different. How many times you got to get slapped in the face before you know you got slapped? Ain't that peculiar? I've never heard of such a thing. Matter of fact, I did. I heard it yesterday. That me doing my job is dependent on you doing your job. So if you're not going to do your job, I'm not going to do my job. Whoa, where did that come from? If you don't do your job, that's on you. But I'm going to do my job. You understand? I've just summarized the Congress of the United States of America. We're not going to impeach. We want to wait, wait till that. Now your job is to impeach and let the evidence flow where it goes. Well, if we do that, the Senate is not. Don't worry about what the Senate do. Your job is because you got to answer to your children for yourself. Let the Senate answer for their children as we burn. After all the say. After all the malice and after all the guile and hypocrisies and envies and evil speakers, I'm still desiring the sincere milk of the Word of God. That milk that I crave, I desire, and, and that milk that I thirst for to nurture me and to help me to grow unto salvation. It's sort of peculiar to me that as much as I love doctors, I do. I love that. As much as I love lawyers, I do. I love, I love everybody. You know, Jesus didn't send us a doctor. He could heal, but he didn't send a doctor. He didn't send us another lawyer. When we were in trouble, he said, what you need is a savior. Somebody to rescue the perishing. Somebody to care for the dying. Somebody to know that Jesus is merciful and Jesus will save. But it's peculiar now that we don't know our spiritual heritage. If so be the case, you would already have tasted the goodness and kindness of the Lord that is spoke about in the third verse. Then we move on to, you know, To whom coming as unto a living stone. I always like this part of the scripture as describing us or describing God as not only a stone but the chief cornerstone. I, and most of y'all know about carpentry what a cornerstone is, right? Anybody not know what a cornerstone is? It's no problem. I'm not a carpenter. I didn't know what one was either. A, a cornerstone. It's like it's the, it's the stone that ties in the wall. So you got to have a stone. So if you just build a wall up on the church, then the wind will blow and blow the wall back. And then if you build the other wall and try to put them together, that, that those walls will blow. But you got to have a cornerstone there 
that they might lock in the two walls or that they might be tightly and jointly and fit together. And, 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 and it's real kind of funny because the Bible says that the builders rejected the stone that was supposed to lock it all together. Imagine a builder rejecting the bricks or the stone uh, uh, that, that's supposed to lock in the wall to keep the thing uh, together and to keep it up and not fall down. In case the earthquake hit or something. Earthquake hit here. New Hope shook a little bit, but we had a strong cornerstone. If we didn't have a strong cornerstone, we'd be worshiping outdoors in this heat. But we had a strong cornerstone. Whoever laid the brick laid a strong cornerstone, strong enough to at least take one 7.18 earthquake on the Richter scale. But the builder rejected the cornerstone that was supposed to go into place there to keep us strong and to keep us standing. But then what happened? The one that the builder rejected became the chief cornerstone. Isn't that something? That, that's peculiar to me. The, the builder that is supposed to be the expert on this thing, he rejected the stone, but God put the stone in that he rejected and has become the chief cornerstone. Ain't that peculiar? In other words, the experts were wrong, and God made it right. So who's the expert, God or the builder? Trick question. The builder. No, God. That's how God is. The things that we toss out, God replaces with the same thing that we tossed out. Where'd they come? How did they get that? We didn't sanction that. We didn't authorize that. That did not come before the council meeting. That is not a, yeah, you didn't follow what proof or positive policy and procedure. You know, just like Congress. Just like Congress. How'd that happen? That was a need. You got filled. Ain't that peculiar? How God's will will go on regardless of what men, women, boys, and girls say or do. He seems to have another agenda than we have. The stone which the builders rejected, same as made the head of the corn. That's peculiar. That the experts didn't know what stone to use when they've been using stones all their lives. And then he says, you are lively stones. To build a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifice. In other words, we're here to make sure the spiritual needs of our community get delivered. Delivered. Spiritual needs. And we know that nobody's going to listen to anything spiritual until you take care of them physically or materially. Until they have a quality of life. So we work hard to make sure that the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few, but not here at New Hope. We work hard to make sure we got enough laborers <laughs> to fill the harvest. If we don't find enough here, we'll find enough to get the job done that the laborers might be able to feed, clothe, house the people. Do that. But it's peculiar how God has turned us into a Society. But we don't really don't care about people anymore. 
gonna give you a news flash. Flash in about a month, there'll be 500 more people. If there's no veto, turn out on the street because all these programs, the housing, Ebrits, and everything like that, the money gone, money gone. Where they going? They going out on the street. Well, street interpretation, Mountain View. So you think we got people walking in and calling, falling in here now? Just wait till the budget's approved. Just wait. Already prepared for that, by the way. But it's peculiar how things are happening in such a way that we don't even understand. Why we're questioning? I don't understand. It's not for you to understand. It's for you to know that it's happening. And what are we going to do about it? What's our plan? What's our plan when people walk off the street in the middle of service and somebody greets them and just touches on the shoulder a little bit? They 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 go off. So multiply that time five. And it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Stone which the builders rejected has become the head cornerstone. The good news. There's a but in the ninth verse. It says, But ye are chosen. Generation. Now, well, Mickens, if you think you're so smart, we're going to put you in a time when people are just going to be all topsy-turvy and crazy. We're going to treat you like Job. We're going to kill off all other folks that might have some common sense. We're going to do all. We're going to put you in a place in a situation where you're just going to have to. You're just going to have to root little pig or die. My mom from North Carolina, that's a North Carolina saying. Y'all do know what that means, root little pig or die? Anybody don't know what root little pig or die means? Anybody does know what root little pig or die means? Obviously, you ain't been around no swine. Root little pig or die means that a pig does not teach his piglet how to eat. They just go eat. If the little pig don't get the hint on how to get in there and get theirs, they die. And, and so, growing up as an African American male, the saying among many African American mothers was, "Little pig or die." In other words, if you don't get the hint that you got to go to work, you don't need to do this, and you don't need to do that by following my example. Then you have a problem in this world. Little pig or die. That's North Carolina. That if you said North Carolina, what murder that? Oh, bad is here. That's good enough. No, a lot of things. Root little pig or die. They get in there and root out everything to say another. They don't help their little kids. I mean, after they wean them off, off, off of the, the, the milk, they don't get it up there. You got to get in there and get it for yourself. Nobody's showing you how to do it and showing you how to do it. We're showing you by example. You do what we do, you live. You don't do what we do, you die. Root little pig or die. This is a generation that we can't even say root little pig or die because we're not showing nobody anything about how to live and what the direction is that we should go. It's awful peculiar. Peculiar. But we are a chosen generation. In other words, if you're alive during this day and time, 
God wanted you here. And you should be the solution to the problem and not add to the problem. He, 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 didn't, he didn't have you to be born in 1776. He didn't have you to be born in 1864 and 1865 or 1860, beginning of the Civil War. He didn't have, I couldn't have made it anyway. He knew better. He didn't have you to be born during the 1919, you know, when women just got the right to vote. He didn't have you to be born during all that time. He had you to be born here with the 45th president of the United States. He wanted you here. So you are chosen generation. God wanted you here. To be able to solve the problem that will give him the glory. He wanted you here for this. You could have been born at any other time. Matter of fact, you could have been born in any other country. You could have been French, Chinese. No, you got to be here at this appointed time to deal with all the things that we had to deal with. You're here. So if you think you're smart, you're here for a reason. You're the solution. Now be about your father's business. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. Good God Almighty. Not only were you chosen to be here, or anybody else that was chosen to be in their time, you are kingly, queenly, royal. You're special. I'll get to that. You are royal. You're supposed to be here, and you're somebody. Then the Bible says that you are a holy nation, dedicated, unified, holy nation. That's what we are for this time. You can't wait for your children to fix the problem we got today. We got to fix this now. We're here for this. If we don't fix it, our children are going to say, well, what did you do, Dad? What did you do, Mom? Well, we just laid around and waited on God to, to come back. And, 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 and when he came back, he going to, yeah, but if he comes back and do what we're supposed to do, does that mean we get to go to heaven? Because we didn't do nothing and he did it all? Your children ask funny questions like that. Because they're children, don't worry about it. They're children. They're going to want to know what happened to their dividends. Y'all used to get what? <laughs> what happened? Well, you know, we just waited, you know, and some government did something. We, you know, how come we don't get what you all get? Uh, well, you know, we were just, you know, barbecuing, you know. Well, how come we got the paper with you? <laughs> Well, hey, man, man, my insurance paid, man. Throw me in the ground, I'm done. And you gonna leave us with this? Your children just ask crazy questions. It's peculiar about children. It's peculiar. Shut up, boy. It's peculiar. Hmm. Chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy nation, a peculiar people. Now, this is where we change up a little bit. We change up a little bit because during the time of the writing of the King James Version of the Bible, peculiar didn't mean strange. It didn't mean odd. Uh, peculiar meant something altogether different. Peculiar meant, uh, it was like a, a 
characterization. I'm, I'm going to explain that. I'm, I'm going to use my family. I'm talking about my, my, my back home family, my Virginia family, even my family. See, you see, at the time of the King James Version of the Bible, peculiar didn't mean odd. It meant uh, uh, a characterization. And, and we take this passage of Scripture to mean that it, it, it's it, you strange. No, no, no. It, it, it's like this. Back home in Richmond, Virginia, ran by Granite, Virginia, ran by the rock quarry where we used to bust rocks but were not in jail. This is what happened to my grandfather, you know, my great-great-grandfather, Robert Mickens, and then Doc Mickens, and Doc George Mickens, then Wilbur Mickens Sr., then, then Junior, that's me, and then the third and on down, down the line. What, what happened is that peculiar was a property or privilege belonging exclusively to a characterization of a person. In my family, it went like this. If you were a Mickens, what was peculiar to Mickens was that you had long fingers, you had a short torso, you had long slender fingers and a flat, wide nose, you had long, flat feet. You had wide shoulders and a block head. Therefore, if you had these peculiarities, nine times out of ten, you was a mission. That's the view. Long fingers, short torso, long slender fingers. Long flat feet, flat wide nose, wide shoulders, block head, mission. That boy mission. That is why when my youngest daughter walks down the street and she, people look at her, hey, I know your daddy. Well, you're, I'm a girl. How you know my daddy? You look just like him. Guess what? Long fingers, short torso, wide shoulders, long flat feet, that's here for her. Wide short, block head. Oh, but she has all the hair she can't see. But anyway, my baby. She just looked better, but that's my baby. That's the mission. And if he's walking in the hot sun with a towel in his right hand, doing this here, that's so enough of making his dad. Doing this here. That's a peculiarity of the family. So when you go back to Richmond, Virginia, and, 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 and you see people walk around like that, that's a mix. Now, Miss Rose done hunted them down, I guess, somewhere. She, she may have found a couple of them. But they're in Petersburg and everywhere else. That's peculiarity. That's what peculiar meant. It didn't mean odd. It didn't mean strange. It meant that that was your characteristic. And so, therefore, when the Bible says that you are a peculiar people, that means that you have certain characteristics that cause you to be special. And noted specially to go. You understand that? That's strange. You're not odd. But you have certain characteristics. And the reason you have these characteristics, just like I have these characteristics on the mixing side and the natural, you have these characteristics because you belong to God. And so therefore, to say you are a peculiar people, you are a special possession of God which means that your characteristics are similar to God, which means that you do certain things the same way that God would do things. 
Because you are a peculiar people. Not strange, not odd, but we have the characteristics of God. So if there's somebody hungry, we feed them just like God. It's like that phrase, what would Jesus do? If we find somebody needs something to wear, we clothe them just like God. If we find we need somebody that needs companionship as a visitation in a jail cell, we visit them just like God because we are peculiar people. We don't wait for somebody else to fix our problems. We wait on God to tell us how to fix them for ourselves, just like God. Jesus says, I work hitherto. My Father works. We're working, folks, just like God. The first thing that God did was go to work. In the beginning, God created. He went to work. Then he told us to go to work. I don't know how that escapes society today, but our young men, they just go to work. God went to work. Jesus went to work. You're a Christian, you go to work. Ain't that peculiar how things have changed? We're not an odd and even type of person. We are special unto God. Now, after all of this background, I am going to tell you why you're special. Then we're going to sit down today. What is hiding here? You're special because there was a time when you were nobody. There was a time when you were not a nation. Uh, there was a time when you had not obtained the qualifications that would link you together in the unity holy nation to be a nation. And what links you together is the fact that you have obtained mercy. That, that's what links us together. Uh, therefore, there is no, there is no, there, in the church of God, in the holy nation, there are no big eyes and no little U's. You are a holy nation because you have obtained mercy. And you have obtained mercy. Uh, even the apostle Paul said, one of the rivals a little bit of Peter every once in a while, I beseech you, my brothers, by the mercies of God. And you have obtained mercy. And that mercy that you have obtained is to help you to become a holy nation, a unified nation, a chief cornerstone or a lively stone following the chief cornerstone. In other words, you are somebody that understands that you should have been dead, buried in your grave. But the Lord made all of your enemies, diseases, sickness, and deceptions behave. You are somebody because you have obtained mercy. If there's anybody that can stand up and say, I deserve to be alive, alive, the devil is alive. Don't none of us deserve to be here. All of us should be dead because the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life. And because the gift of God is eternal life, that is because we have it because of mercy. Mercy will suit our cause. There, there's none perfect in here. There's nobody that's done everything right, but then ain't nobody that's done everything wrong. But we done done enough to deserve death. You bet your life sure of that. And so what we're trying to explain to you is that we should come together not because of how much we have, not because of who we serve, but because the one we serve has given us mercy. And mercy.
evangelism. Mercy will suit our cause for prophecy. Mercy will suit our cause for goodness and the right doing and right thinking and doing the right job for the things that we need for our children today. Mercy because if somebody hadn't done it for us, we would be dead, buried in our grave. Mercy. You can tell you mercy. It ain't because you look good either. Ain't because you got flat feet and got a... <laughs> blockhead either. You're preparing mercy. In spite of all that, you still get mercy. In spite of what you've done, you still get mercy. In spite of what you said, you still get mercy. In spite of where you're going, you still get mercy. You still get mercy, 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 mercy. Going back, I ain't going back to Marvin Gaye, mercy, mercy, me, things just ain't what they used to be. But mercy will suit your cause. You have obtained mercy in this life. That's what the golden ticket is. Mercy. Not grace. Mercy. Grace you just got because you was his child. Mercy was withholding the punishment that you deserved to get. But he didn't say, well, I'm not going to whip you today. I'm not going to whip you today. I'm going to let you go a little further and get right on your own. Hey, but if you don't get right, then maybe I'll whip you down the road. But you deserve mercy today. That's what makes it so peculiar about serving a God. A God that's got everything. A God that knows everything. A God that's all-powerful. A God that has a cattle on a thousand hills. That's what's so peculiar about it, that he has everything, and we don't deserve anything. But he gives it to us anyhow. That's peculiar to me. We are peculiar people. And because God is peculiar, he gives us what we don't deserve. He gives us what we don't deserve. I'm going to say that again. He gives us what we don't deserve. You think you deserve what you got? No, you don't. He gives us what we don't deserve. You think you deserve a better life? No, you don't. Because the life you have, you ain't doing much with. He gives you what you don't deserve. The life I have, I don't deserve it. He gives me what I don't deserve. I'm going to deserve idiot because I have sinned just like everybody else. And at that moment, I should have been struck down and sent to hell. But Jesus, 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 wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon us by his stripes. Mercy. We don't deserve it. We serve a peculiar God. It's time for us to get peculiar. It's time for us to do things that maybe our children have never seen before. It's time for us to go down and say, God, this is my baby. That you give him back to me, I'll make sure you'll never have him again. Peculiar things. They're looking for somebody to take charge of. These young people. Looking for somebody to stand up for these young people. The young people are looking for somebody to stand up for them. We ought to stand up for them. Unless you go to run the world 40 years from now. I don't think we're going to have to worry about most of us 40 years from now. That's peculiar. How God has said, we are a royal priesthood. A holy nation generation of those people who should know the truth 
and the truth endures to all generations. Are you peculiar today? Are you a person that will take the step? Oh, I don't live my life. I, I, I just want to enjoy it, you say. Can't do it. You want to enjoy heaven. That's your vacation spot. Oh, well, you know, I, I can't get around like I used to. My knees hurt. Can't do it. You got to show them how to do things like they've never been shown before. You got to tell them where you come from. You got to show them how to, to maybe knit, maybe weave, maybe cook, maybe stand, maybe, maybe talk. Maybe to do the ABCs, maybe to read, maybe to write, maybe to do some arithmetic. you got to show them how to do it. Don't depend on the schools to do it no more. Can't do it. I, I can't depend on teachers no more. In the time the leading university of, the, of this state can't even get an accreditation. Why am, I, why am I depending on school teachers anymore that come out of the University of Alaska? They're not even accredited. I, I can't depend on that anymore. We got to teach them. Read and write and repetite. We got to do it. Go back to the one-room school. Put up the blackboard around the, around the wall. We got to do it. How many young people here know how to cook seven different kinds of meals? One for each day of the week. Raise your hand. I ain't say put it in the microwave and buy nothing. I'm talking about cook from scratch. Scratch. I got two. You a young brute. Maybe that's not brute. Oops, that's not brutal. How many? Now, how many uh, mature women here can cook seven meals? All the mothers, y'all, yeah, yeah, yeah. But have you talked to young people? Young girls cooking for their families because they can't find their mamas to do it for them. Throw it in the microwave. Get all that sodium. Get all that count. We've got to be peculiar people. Peculiar. If we're not peculiar, I don't think we're going to make it in terms of being a holy nation. I don't think we're going to make it to be in terms of a chosen generation. I find that these are the times that God wants us to be here. I'm not running away from these times. Ain't running away from Trump in 45, whatever. I ain't running away from that. God would to be here for some reason. And he wants you here too. Every one of us. He wants us to feed the hungry. The, the, the mission hasn't changed. We're going to have to do more of that. We got to find the resources to do it. Resources are slim as they are. Oh, we got to find more. Got to find more. Get that preacher out there and find some more. Find some more. We got to take care and protect our children. We might even have to give them a New Hope ID card. Show it to the police. Oh, here, remember New Hope. Oh, that crazy preacher come down here. There. We don't want him coming down here messing in our business. We got a pretty good thing going. You know, when we was running drugs and all that, all across with the, with the National Guard and everything. We had a pretty good thing going. Now that preacher come down here. Oh, Lord. Huh? Read the newspaper. We may have to get my ID card. You are a member in good standing of the New Hope Baptist Church. Therefore, he is represented by a legal attorney. Don't mess with him. Anything he says, he don't know. He's special. Chosen generation, peculiar. He belonged to us. We got to do some peculiar things if you want your children to live. But if you just have them for a paycheck, you know, sorry, Miss Jackson, it's a baby, not a paycheck. You know, if you, if, if you just, you know. But if you want them to live, we got to do some peculiar things. Peculiar. 
peculiarity, chosen by God, special. Serious times deserves serious people. Serious people. We have the opportunity to show forth God's glory in times such as these. Let us not miss the opportunity. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus.